0: Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slovacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, President Biden issued executive orders meant to counter the raft of anti-LGBTQ laws being considered in GOP-controlled state legislatures. Texas Republicans approved their new platform, including calling being gay an abnormal lifestyle choice. Rebel Wilson came out as queer after a major newspaper apparently threatened to out her. Plus, if you're looking for something to watch on TV these days, I highly recommend the new gay rom-com, Fire Island, now streaming on Hulu. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. President Joe Biden issued executive orders last week meant to counter over 300 anti-LGBTQ laws that have been introduced in Republican-controlled state legislatures. The orders seek to discourage conversion therapy, the dangerous and discredited practice that aims to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity, while also promoting gender-affirming care and expanding foster care protections for gay and transgender parents and children. The Department of Health and Human Services will draft new policies to expand care to LGBTQ families, and the Education Department will devise rules to better protect LGBTQ students in public schools. The orders will boost programs that address the issue of suicide among LGBTQ youth and make adoptions easier for LGBTQ parents and children. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris also hosted a reception for LGBTQ activists, members of Congress, and top administration officials, including Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who adopted twins with his husband, Chastin. The gathering was part of the Biden administration's recognition of Pride Month. Biden also underscored again his desire to see Congress pass the Equality Act, which would amend existing civil rights law to explicitly include sexual orientation and gender identification as protected characteristics. The measure has been stalled for over a year on Capitol Hill. Texas Republicans met for their first in-person convention since the start of the pandemic this past weekend and approved several platform changes, including calling being gay, quote, an abnormal lifestyle choice, end quote, and labeling gender-affirming care a form of medical malpractice. According to the Texas Tribune, the new platform calls for, among other things, treating homosexuality as an abnormal lifestyle choice, which was language not included in previous party platforms, and opposing any protections for members of the LGBTQ community, as well as renouncing any penalties for those people who discriminate against the community. Also, as I mentioned earlier, the platform now supports conversion therapy, which the Texas Republicans now have renamed reintegrative therapy. The group also declared that President Joe Biden, quote, was not legitimately elected, end quote, rebuked GOP Senator John Cornyn from Texas for even taking part in bipartisan gun talks, and approved measures that would remove all sex education from schools. And, yet again, Texas Republicans shut out log cabin Republicans, the gay conservative group, from even participating in the shindig. Those are some goings on down in Texas. The world governing body for swimming effectively barred transgender women from the highest levels of women's international competition this past week. The move is sure to intensify the debate over transgender women in sports that has rankled state legislatures and increased the divide between parents, athletes, and coaches at all levels. The vote by FINA, which administers international competitions in water sports, prohibits transgender women from competing unless they began medical treatments to suppress production of testosterone before going through one of the early stages of puberty, or by age 12, which ever occurred later. Scientists believe the onset of male puberty gives transgender women a lasting, irreversible physical advantage over athletes who were female at birth. Michael J. Joyner, a doctor at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, who studies the physiology of male and female athletes, told the New York Times, quote, "...peer-reviewed studies show that even after testosterone suppression, top-level transgender women retain a substantial edge when racing against top biological women. Men, on average, have broader shoulders, bigger hands, longer torsos, greater lung and heart capacity and their muscles are denser." End quote. Over 70% of representatives at the meeting approved the new policy, which requires transgender athletes show that they, quote, have not experienced any part of male puberty beyond Tanner stage 2 or before 12 whichever is later." End quote. Tanner stages describe the physical changes people undergo during puberty. The policy went into effect June 20th just days after the start of the World Swimming Championships in Budapest. It's worth noting that there are no transgender women competing at the World Swimming Championships. The swimming body's new policy also allows for the possibility of an open competition category. The organization said a working group would be put together to determine how best to set the category up. In a statement, the Human Rights Campaign condemned the new policy. It stated that demanding trans athletes to transition by age 12 is, quote, an unrealistic and effectively impossible requirement, especially as some states, including Alabama and Arkansas, are attempting to ban transgender youth from even accessing the very same age-appropriate, medically necessary, gender-affirming care that would allow them to comply with the policy, end quote. Fina's rules apply only to international competitions, but could guide the thinking of other sports federations dealing with the issue. The new policy will definitely change the sports career of Leah Thomas, the first out trans woman to win an NCAA Division I Women's Swimming Championship. She recently told several outlets in interviews that she's likely to continue swimming after college and even try out for the Olympics, but the new policy would block her from competing at the Olympic Games. A district court in Osaka has ruled that Japan's ban on same-sex marriage is not unconstitutional. Japan is the only country in the G7, a group of the world's largest developed nations, that doesn't allow same-sex couples to wed. Reuters reports that Japan's constitution defines marriage as being based on the mutual consent of both sexes. But the introduction of partnership rights for same-sex couples in Tokyo last week, along with the rising support in opinion polls, had raised the hopes of activists and lawyers for the Osaka case. The Osaka court said that marriage was defined as being only between opposite genders and not enough debate on same-sex marriage had taken place in Japanese society. Under current rules in Japan, members of same-sex couples are not allowed to legally marry, cannot inherit each other's assets, such as a house they may have shared, and also have no parental rights over each other's children. In May 2021, a court in Sapporo ruled Japan's ban on same-sex marriage was unconstitutional. Recent polls show support for marriage equality in Japan at about 70%. That's 7-0, folks. According to the Human Rights Campaign, same-sex marriage is currently legal in 31 countries. You may have heard that Rebel Wilson, of the Pitch Perfect film series and Isn't It Romantic?, recently came out as queer on her social media, announcing she had been dating her girlfriend for several months. But apparently, it wasn't Rebel Wilson's choice to come out. The Sydney Morning Herald has admitted to giving her two days advance notice that they were going to out her, although they phrase it differently. The Australian newspaper is reporting that Rebel Wilson came out because it gave her a heads up that it was publishing a piece on her relationship with fashion designer Ramona Agruma. And the paper's editors are upset because she came out on social media instead of giving them the story. Rebel posted on Instagram with the hashtag loveislove that she thought she'd been searching for a Disney prince, but then added, quote, but maybe what I really needed all this time was a Disney princess, end quote. And she posted that as a caption on a photo of herself with a gruma. Initially, the Sydney Morning Herald's editor, Bevan Shields, said the paper did not out Wilson, but, quote, simply asked questions and as standard practice included a deadline for response, end quote. In a statement, the editors wrote, Considering how bitterly Wilson had complained about poor journalism standards when she successfully sued Woman's Day magazine for defamation, her choice to ignore our discreet, genuine, and honest queries was, in our view, underwhelming. End quote. Columnist Andrew Hornery has since apologized after being accused of forcing Wilson into coming out. He says that when he emailed Wilson's representatives, he had enough detail to publish the story. However, In the interest of transparency and fairness, before publishing, I am reaching out to Rebel to see if she will engage in what I believe is a happy and unexpected news story for her, especially given the recent Pride celebrations. My deadline is Friday, 1 p.m. Sydney time. After a lot of backlash on social media, Hornery later admitted that his framing was a mistake. He added, The Herald and I will approach things differently from now on to make sure we always take into consideration the extra layer of complexities people face when it comes to their sexuality. In his column posted last Monday, Hornery wrote that as a gay man himself, he was aware of the pain of discrimination and that he regretted that Rebel has found this hard. He added that he thought Wilson would have been happy to discuss her new love, but we mishandled steps in our approach I got it wrong. Wilson, for her part, has simply tweeted that she's trying to handle it with grace. Good on you, girl. What to watch this week? I highly recommend the new queer rom-com, Fire Island, now streaming on Hulu. I thoroughly enjoyed the breezy and entertaining movie loosely based on Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Regular listeners will recall I recently interviewed one of the film's stars, Nick Adams, here on The Randy Report. Brought to life by a tremendously talented cast and crew, the movie has scored a high 94% Certified Fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The Washington Blade, called Fire Island, the gay rom-com we've been waiting for, one that is so comfortable and genuine in its own skin that it's free to rise above both parts of that label, to become simply a great movie. The Sydney Morning Herald applauded the script as nuanced, funny, and right up to the minute with its fads and jargon, and very pointed. Moviefreak.com wrote, Fire Island has no business being as good as it is. And the New York Post applauded, The cute romantic comedy Fire Island takes the story of pride and prejudice and really amps up the pride. I highly recommend that you check out Fire Island, now streaming on Hulu. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com where I covered the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time. Here's wishing everyone a happy Pride Month.